everybody, and welcome to the, the show we're about to do. <laughs> All right, hold on. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we are talking about Fatal Frame, or Project Zero, or that one game done by Polyphony. We're not quite sure. Anyway, see you on the other side. With me to take pictures of ghosts and... Um, Craig, you can be Craig T. Nelson from Poltergeist. I've never seen Poltergeist. Oh, well, that's what the podcast's about now. Oh, crap. I already uh, ha- I had a thing lined up for you saying, and joining me tonight is Craig. Like, you always moan that I don't have something from the game. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. <clears throat> and joining me tonight is Craig. Is that was cam- it. That was a camera that noise. Was- okay. All right, and um, my bespectacled, bearded, shy, awkward nerd from Insidious who likes to watch ghost stuff is Mike. Fatal Frame Revelations. All right, okay. Uh, Mike, you're currently not in possession of a beard, if I'm correct. No, no, I was going to correct you on that, but I thought I'll leave it. It sounds quite ghostish. Okay, like Scooby-Doo right. sort um, of characters, isn't it? They always have beards and ghosts. That's a bit weird. Oh, yeah, you know, Mr. Jenkins, the circus owner, or... Harry the Hypnotist. Um, you can be Harry the Hypnotist. Okay. Right. Can okay. I be Man on Stairs? You can be. Uh, well, we already have Luke as Man on Stairs. Uh, you might be able to be Man in Crowd Three. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be that. All right. All right. So we're set. All right. So as you can tell, this is not just the usual two dinguses talking about video games today. We have Mike with us because Mike wanted to talk about Fatal Frame. And before we start doing that, Mike, why don't you hit us with the stats? Okay, so Fatal Frame is a game from uh, Koei Tecmo, originally at the time by Tecmo. Um, it came out in 2001 with the first entry on the PlayStation 2. You can obviously tell I'm not reading this from Wikipedia, so that's brilliant. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, funnily enough, they also mentioned quite a few other contributors, for example, Grasshopper Manufacturer, Nintendo... I don't know 100% how that works. In fact, I've seen an article more recently, something about Nintendo stopping more recent Fatal Frame games from being developed, but I don't know. Yeah, because was it the Blackwater? The one that came on the Wii U was the last one, and that was Nintendo exclusive, I think? Mm, I think it was. Yeah, definitely was. In fact, there was a 3DS one as well. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know about the 3DS one. mm -mm. It actually came with something like a little... Was it a little book inside it, which you scanned QR codes and did all sorts of crazy stuff with? It's quite quite an off-the-wall one. Maybe worth a look at some point. But uh, yeah, they, they basically saw that Silent Hill and Resident Evil doing quite well. And they decided to jump into this. Um, and the rest is kind of shown across multiple games. Many. <laughs> there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah, there's out. more than I thought there was. Yeah. Mm. Do you um, do you want to know an interesting, well, not an interesting fact to me, but, but just something that tied two things together that I've done today. I finished Binary Domain and then looked up on my PlayStation account to see what else I had that I could download. And then I went to Google because I was fancying some third-person crap B-shooter action and I found, um, oh shit, what's it called? Quantum Theory, which is directed oh. by the same man that directed Fatal Frame. Oh. Well, isn't that all just a nice little bow? So today we're talking about quantum theory, and uh, okay, so uh, Mike, you you made it a point to hop on this sucker. Uh, Is there a special reason why? 
I was a bit bored and I wanted to record my own voice. A <laughs> uh, no, no, no. As basically, I've I've always been a big sort of Tecmo fan. In in secret, it's kind of like you know when I saw Dead or Alive popping up around. Well, I mean, even go back to Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that. And then there's there's loads of there's quite a lot of Tecmo stuff out there. A lot of bowls, a lot of things I'll probably never understand, but. Um, no, Tecmo have always been quite a crazy company. They sort of seem to pop up at occasional sort of waves in video games. For example, when you get the Saturn and PlayStation 1 versions of Dead or Alive, and then when the Dreamcast popped up with Dead or Alive 2, you know, they, they suddenly became exclusive partners with Microsoft for set periods of time. There's, they're a crazy company. I can never put my finger on exactly who they are and what they're doing. But, you know, as a fan of Resident Evil and to a lesser degree Silent Hill, I always like the idea of horror games, and uh, yeah, being a Tecmo horror game, how could I skip out on this? So obviously, I jumped on it, and uh, thank you for having me here today. Oh no, no problem, sir. As long as you bought your dish to pass, we should be okay. What, what um, the hell does that mean? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, um, he's brought his dish to pass. Yeah. Okay, I take it that's not a phrase here. You know, when you have a giant potluck dinner. Is this like Everybody a Resident brings... Evil 7 reference or something like that? <laughs> um, most American dinners are like that dinner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you have like, you know, you have an extended family reunion, everybody brings a dish to pass. So you bring a dish to share with everybody else. So one person oh. brings like, I don't know, scalloped potatoes. Another person brings corned beef. Oh, that sounds terrible. But, uh, you know, there's that weird aunt that only brings potato chips and napkins. You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. No, I never heard that. Never had huh. that. <laughs> Use it so for your cool. of going, oh, I've invited someone over around about tea time, and now I'm going to have to give them a bit of my food too. You don't. Uh, we don't do tea time. You just say, you just say, come and come and bring your own food with you. That yeah, eliminates yeah, just the like, you know, uh, like like BYOB, you know that kind of stuff. Bring your own bowl. Of Is food? that does that stand for bombs over Baghdad? <laughs> yes, BYOB stands for bombs over Baghdad. Uh, no, it stands for bring your own beer. So if you're going to go to a gathering, you'd say BYOB, like to a barbecue or a cookout, yeah. and you'll well, bring your own that. beer. I've heard, I've heard that one. It was dish to pass. I've heard of the practice of of gathering and bringing dishes. Like we did it a few weeks ago with a couple of friends that are um, scout leaders. So we all oh, piled yeah. into the scout hut, but we hadn't organized anything. So I brought like pasta bolognese someone else bought macaroni cheese and someone else brought spaghetti bolognese so we ended up with so like... in other words everybody bought the cheapest available dish yep yep it was great ah. yeah okay all right so so this has been the food cast um anyway okay we are done being the food boys back to the fatal frame boys um well mike since you just talked craig what about your history and then mike we can hit your history with you know Vital Fame franchise. Yeah, um, I played this not all not to completion, but played a good chunk of it ages ago. Xbox time, maybe thinking about it, maybe about sixteen years ago or something like that. Maybe when I was about twenty, you know, like university years, and I remember it making an impact on me just because I hate horror games, but I always find it interesting when there's another mechanic other than hiding or shooting. You know, like. Alex, uh, Alex Wake. Where did that come from? Alan Al- Wake. Alex Wake. Okay. Alex Wake with a torch and this with a camera. I'll, I find that more interesting. And it, 
the interesting mechanic keeps me going a wee bit longer than just cowering in fear. Okay. So it it popped up in a Google search for 2002 games, and I thought, well, we're doing a 2002 podcast, so, you know, let's do that. All right. Um, uh, my, my history with uh, Tecmo specifically has been, like, a very, very specific one. It's like, oh, I like Ninja Gaiden. I like Dead or Alive sometimes, and I like Deception sometimes. Like, when they merged with Koei, it was like, oh, okay, good, good, that's fine. Now I don't have to, you know, go out of my way to like Tecmo stuff. I'll just buy it under that whole Tecmo Koei thing. Pretty much anything Team Ninja touches, I'll, I'll keep my eye on, except for, like, uh, Ninja Gaiden Yaiba. Blech. But, um, so, like, like 2002 is, like, peak J-horror for me. Because, like, that was, like, when Ringu came out. That was when Grudge or, or like, Confessionals or... Uh, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, you know, all that stuff hit me at around that time. And so I, I definitely was like, whoa, it's a J-horror game. I'll totally pick it up. Picked it up, played it, and p- played Resident Evil instead. Um, wasn't a huge fan of this, so yeah, I was really curious to go back and take a look at it. Um, Mike, what about you? What's your history with Fatal Frame? Uh, pretty much the same sort of thing. I was uh, around that sort of time. I had a I had a friend at college who who uh, I think her parents owned like loads of places in China and stuff and she sort of she had all these crazy Japanese movies and stuff and I'd, I'd watch The Ring The Ring Two The Ring Zero The Ring Three The Ring Eight The Ring Twelve along with like The Ring Homecoming everything <laughs> yeah and and I'd watch all this all this and I'd I'd be sort of like thinking well there's got to be a video game version out there as well somewhere you know. Resident Evil, Silent Hill, they don't really scratch that itch. They're sort of more aimed towards Americans and sort of Europeans, I guess. So, um, yeah, yeah, I jumped I jumped right in on it. And I was sort of like, I didn't really fully get it. You know, it's, it's a bit of a far-out concept, the whole idea of taking pictures of ghosts and stuff. I don't know, but, you know, and, and we had, like, Pokemon Snap a few years earlier, and I was sort of thinking, yeah, eh, not, not, not really keen on this whole sort of safari adventure thing going on. Um, Poltergeist but, snap, you mean? Yeah, but, but I don't know. No, I, I I jumped in with it. It's it's one of those curious things where I've pretty much had a hand on most of the games, but not really officially. It's like every time I go to sort of like ROM sites, ISO sites, things like that, I'll always see a Fatal Frame, and I'll be like, "Oh, fan translation provided by this team, and all that sort of stuff." And I think, well, these have got to be pretty good. There's quite a few of them, and I and yet I still never sort of like. Delve. I don't think I've completed a Fatal Frame game, to be honest. I've I've um, dabbled with a yeah, lot of them. I don't think them, so either. And I do like the sort of visual style, where it's coming from, that kind of thing. But I, to, to date, I've still not completed a single one. And I will at some point, but uh, but not yet. We'll hold, um, you, hold so, you to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every week we will send you a message saying, have you completed this yet? <laughs> uh, okay, so... Just out of curiosity, how did you guys play this one? Because PS2 is like kind of a pain to emulate, eh, and I, it's getting expensive. I'd probably say it's not because, funnily enough, this well, it, it did require a bit of research on this one. Basically, um, using the I'm going to guess you all used EPSX. EPSX was it? Yeah, what is it? AP2SX or PSX2PC or something like that. Yeah, that's somebody yeah, used, but yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
But basically, if if you change, especially for mine, I had to look into it because you had to change over the type of graphics driver for the game to alleviate any sort of little glitches. And then from there, oh. I just bumped the uh, bumped the resolution up a little bit as well to make it a bit a bit nicer to look at. Um, but that fixed any sort of little frame frame rate problems I had with the default sort of uh, graphic settings. Um, so you played what PC with controller? Yeah, yeah, I used an, an Xbox One controller <laughs> on the PC through my my nice, still still quite relevant PC. So it was it was a nice smooth ride and oh nice. Mm-mm. Uh I ended up going the PSN route. I ended up just buying this on the PSN store, just because mm. any other way I could have done it just would have been a hassle. So um, yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a nice the nicest official experience I could have other than buying the game and ripping out the old PS2. Just very sorry, very very quickly, is this a PS4 emulation or PS3 one with trophies? Uh, it I it, ooh. I'm not sure about the trophies, but it is a PS3 emulation. So, well, if it's on PS3, well, I have the Super Slim, so it's it's not using hardware. So I know things like so, Rogue Galaxy and things like that, when they yeah. did a some, somewhat remaster, sort of re-emulation way, they added trophies in as well to make them a bit more sort of... Oh, yeah, PS2 point. on PS4 is a lot of fun because of the trophies that they add for mm-hmm. those things. I don't think PS3 did, though. I'm... Pr- and, I mean, I, I would be able to answer you definitively, but uh, going back and using the PS3, man, it is wonky sometimes how trophy things Ooh, no, you're right. Pop Actually, up. I've, I've got Gradius Five, and that doesn't have any trophies. It's just a straight PS2 emulation. Okay, that's on, that's what I thought on PS3. Yeah, oops, mistake. Hmm. And Craig, what about you, my boy? Um, I I was a bit of a dick with this one because I'm an idiot, but I I got an Xbox emulator working on my Mac. And played it on that, oh, but geez. failed completely to put two and two together and sync up a controller. So played it with a controller mapped to keyboard. <laughs> well, um, I, I would imagine the tank controls felt kind of nice with the keys. Tank controls felt great, absolutely fine. Didn't work for James Bond quite as well. Oof. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that would work very well. No, um, but yeah, it it was it was good. It ran fine. It, I don't know what the emulator is like. XMU, whatever. I don't go into the details. If it works, it works. If it didn't work, first or second time, I'd be sitting here right now saying I couldn't get it working at all, guys. So I just kind of I'm going on what I remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So so what you do remember? Um. So I booted this sucker up. Um. Got the lovely little uh, uh, PS2 fidelity going on. First off, can we just state that this game looks a bit like ass? Not if it's upscaled in resolution a tiny bit. Ah, yeah, for the most part, for the most part. But I think there is a sort of Tecmo charm behind it, which sort of. Mm. Uh, there, yeah, there are like, cool little no. physics there are little tiny cool little physics to be yeah. honest like when you walk through a hallway and you see little ropes dangling from the ceiling and from the crazy sort of you know set perspectives and stuff like that I think there's quite a few cool little tiny things which you sort of think mm. they've probably done more than you'd think they would have done <laughs> I I've, I have that feeling because we're doing this retro rewind through the years thing, thing we got to the peak of 2D 
and then it dropped right the way back and I think we're still in the murky area of ass 3D for the most part. Well, I mean, I thought about that, right? And and uh, the the closest game that this brings to mind, just in the like the camera and the inventory and the the menus. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, it's Onomusha, and uh, like it reminds me a lot of that in all the trappings, but the gameplay. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like that game is really kind of assy looking now, other than the remaster. But I I don't remember. Maybe it's because PS2 uh, Xbox era is that weird middle ground, right? Where my brain definitely knows. Oh, this is what PS1 looks like. Oh, this is what PS3 looks like. But PS2, I'm always kind of surprised by. Oh, oh yeah, they were that ugly. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, I think it's you both. Fort- I think you both onto something because the the truth is this is that this is definitely that start period. The whole Tekken Tag Tournament, Shadows and Memories, that sort of revision, and it's sort of. Um, like I, just recently, I played Kingdom Hearts one, and when I went to Kingdom Hearts two, I thought this is a huge difference. And you, you know, the same with um, I'm pretty sure even like Fatal Frame two or three would probably be a, a huge leap over what this is, to be honest. But there, yeah. are, there is a, you know, there are some shockers. <laughs> I mean, and um, what I found, I mean, like, there's one thing I can praise this game on. It is its presentation. Like, it, it makes sure it has a nice hook for you in the beginning. I mean, if the hook lands. It's got a nice hook in the way that uh, they're... Now, now see, here's here's a dumb, dumb thing I noticed. Like, their lack of shame about their terrible models and animation is a bit shocking. Like, they will <laughs> just put that stuff front and center. I'm like, no, look at this face. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But the did the hook grab any of you guys coming back into this? No, not not in the slightest. I, oddly enough, I've probably softened over the years, and even now, even more than any other time, I get really creeped out, and re- like I knew what I was in for, so I was immediately like, I don't quite like this. I don't like it at all. There's a scene early on where you can you're at, you're at the top of the stairs and you can hear the stairs creaking and stuff. And honestly, mm-hmm. at that point, I wasn't even looking at the telly because I, I knew the jump scare was coming when you raised your camera, and I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it definitely worked on you. Yeah. Oh, it worked a hundred percent. That's what I was going to say. Is no matter what, it looks like ass, and the character models look like ass. The sound design is great, and the set design is great, and I think. All the trappings are there to make it quite atmospheric, and the the story, the the, the snippet of story that you get that someone was lost there, and then your brother was lost there, and you're going to go and find them. It all is quite compelling. Okay, so that um, bit worked, but the actual scariness, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, like, like I have. I, it, this was my problem back then, and it is my problem now. Still, I don't find ghosts scary in the least. You know, it's like, you know, well, I could play the game with scary ghosts, or yeah. I could play a game with tentacle monsters wanting to suck out my face, or you know, you know, zombie dogs, or, or anything that's more monstrous. Um, yeah. Like even this, like none of the scares worked on me, and that's not because I'm a rip out chest hairs by the handful kind of guy. Manly man, it's just because uh, ghosts don't really do it for me, and I don't think I've ever played a game where that kind of stuff does. I think I like ghosts, and I like the thing that gets me is the tension. I've said this before, whenever we've played scary games before, it's the atmospheric tension. 
that actually gets me. So it could be ghosts, aliens. I, c- I can't handle. Like my heart just goes, no, nope, no, nah, mate, no, no, no. Okay, right. so it's it's the quiet moments that get you, not the the yeah. boo scary moments. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. The boo scary moments. It, it happens, and I'm like, oh, it happens, but the build up. Oh. It's just yeah, yeah. We we totally got to get you to play Alien Isolation. Absolutely. I, like, I I really want to. You know, I really do actually want to play that game because that game's like ninety five percent tension. Um, Mike, what about you? I mean, did this work on you back in the day? Did it work now? Uh, in back in the day, it really didn't do too much. I I always find that like enemies that sort of can hurt you a bit, but not really fully over time and stuff. It's not as threatening as say like a hunter out of Resident Evil or something like that. So I'm not oh, yeah, like shocked. Pyramid Head, something like that. Yeah, but but in in comparison, playing it this time, I did actually play in pitch black because as, as you know, I mostly play sort of like between nine o'clock and midnight every night. Um, and I accidentally had the lights off a bit too much, so I sort of, I mean, I, I had them set down to about ten percent brightness, and I thought, oh sugar, I think think I might have made a mistake because I had the headphones on. I was sat in the corner of the room. <laughs> And of course, when you open a door and it's dead, deadly quiet, when you pull that camera up for a quick check of the room and something's right in front of you, you think, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was going to say, did you honestly think to yourself, oh sugar? <laughs> oh, I oh did. darn it. Oh gosh darn it. <laughs> I, I, did, uh, I did move a tiny bit in my chair. And I smelled something <laughs> in the air, so I had to pause the game and pop upstairs from it. But no, no. A lot yeah. of this reminds me of. You know the the scariest thing I've ever seen in any film ever, and it's a shit film, and it's I can watch it and not be that scared. But if you've seen the remake of House in Haunted Hill, there's a bit where there's a guy downstairs and he's looking at a surgeon's table and there's nothing there, and then he raises the camera and he sees all the dead people like having a he's doing an, Wait, a, an autopsy. The Jeffrey Rush House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, no, no, like it's the newer one with what's what's her face, Frank, Frank Ben Jensen, from Ang- Oh, Famke Janssen. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Frank <laughs> Jensen, <laughs> Frank um, Fontaine. <laughs> but, I would he, watch House on Haunted Hill with Frank Fontaine. Oh no. He raises the camera and they're doing the thing and I'm like, fine, that's fine. But then all of a sudden, all the ghosts turn around and look at him and that's the bit that gets me. And this reminds me of that. It's that bringing, seeing something through a lens that you don't see in real life is the bit that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad it worked for you guys. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I played it at like nine in the morning with lights on, soda and some chips and all that nonsense. So I was not exactly in the best of situations for it. Uh, do you do um, you find that that kind of thing? Do you like if you're having a scary, scary kind of like purposeful scary thing? You turn off the lights and you know, like you get oh, all... like Resident Evil Seven. Man, was VR headset on, lights <laughs> out, headphones in, <laughs> and maniac. yes. My butthole may have twinged a little bit a few I times. I read online that this, oddly enough, Fatal Frame is people are crying for a an, a high res remake VR style, and I think that. Oh, that actually, would be interesting. Yeah, like maybe like if you had the move controls and you had to raise the move controls for a camera and all this kind of gubbins. All oddly enough, what I thought worked the best was, and I only played it for a little bit, and I don't even remember, but. The Wii U version, I think, would yeah. have worked great because you could have lifted the gamepad as oh, your camera. Of course, yeah. 
that would have worked fairly good. But I, I mean, I other than booting it up, I, I didn't play it at all. It's just sitting I think there that's on my hard drive. How it does work, if I remember. Right? Does it? Uh, okay, yeah, kind of like the zombie U uh, backpack yeah. thing. No, I played. I, I think I probably played about an hour or so with that. Something like, oh, did you? It's called something like Siren of the Forgotten Water or something like that. I can't remember. Well, here it's Maiden of the Blackwater Ma- or Darkwater. That's, that's it. That's that's probably the one I just butchered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Frank the Jensen Siren. version. Siren of the Dark Well, Siren. Now, see, you brought up... Man, I haven't thought about Siren in years. But, yeah, like, I remember Siren being a big deal. Do you know about Siren, Craig? No, no. No, Mike, why don't you explain Siren to the boy? This was a more interesting... Yeah, Siren is a a Sony Japan production, which was remastered for the PlayStation 3 into separate parts. But originally, there was a Siren, a Siren 2, and it's kind of about someone walking around a, a little old village which is a little bit close to sort of fatal frame um i think one of the weird things i've been reading a lot of comics recently and they all seem to s- stir that whole sort of junji ito sort of ethos into it don't they but but yeah siren was sort of like funny looking oldish zombie people walking around and stuff in the in the dark yeah it was, it was, it was the big thing was like you saw through their eyes and that was your character's camera it was oh. very strange. So yeah, it was it was like a Resident Evil camera, but it was because you were looking at yourself through the eyes of a of a antagonist. I guess well, look, the best. For, was, for Craig, there is one distinguishing feature, which is that the guy who who directed both of those went on to make the Gravity Rush and Gravi- Gravity Rush games. Oh yeah, I believe. yeah. So yeah. my personal underdogs there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but okay, so, so like one of the things I found that I forgot about this game is, uh, boy, boy, that's a brave move to have the game look that staticky in the beginning. Like, did that wear on you guys at all? That that like snow filter that was on everything? Oh, I thought it was just called black and white. <laughs> after after the fade in Dragon Age, nothing, no filter <laughs> is going to make me feel anything other than happy that it's not the fade. From Dragon Age, <laughs> the fade was your Vietnam. It really your heart was. Now. It really was. Well, let's talk about the weird dungeons of this one because I I did delve a little bit further into it, and you fight some crazy bosses down there. There's sort of a few different types of of ghosts, and and the truth is, what what you're doing is it's quite weird. One one of the other Kingdom Hearts games I played recently, Chain of Memories, has a weird system <laughs> where you. You, you pick cards, and basically, if you get a higher number card, then it makes you the default person to attack and things like that. One of the weird things about projects, uh, projects, oh my god, I'm going wrong with it again, with Fatal Frame, or Project Zero, is is that you you take your shots at what you think is the high, highest point that a, a, you know, a piece of film will do damage to a ghost. However, however, what I found very frustrating to... So how I found Chain of Memories is that sometimes it just goes awkwardly wrong. Now, ghosts seem to have like iframes in a way where if you don't take it at the exact right spot, even though it's worked multiple times before, they'll suddenly like disappear mid-animation and then start coming back at you. And it's it's really frustrating. But did any of you guys bump into this? And did no. anyone master the camera? I didn't ah. get that far. And my mastery of the camera came along with holding it and pointing in the right direction until the wee circle went and changed colour and then I just clicked and that was that was my mastery of the whole thing. It's just 
lock. Hmm. Yeah, mine had the whole like shung 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 ping. Oh, take the picture. That was it. Um, that was all that I experienced with it, just because I only did play like I want to say it was probably forty five minutes. Uh. Like I got. Do you know the part? And this is either embarrassing or impressive, depending on how fast I did this. I'm not sure. Um, you know the part where you have to take a picture of the screen and the screen moves and there's a door behind it, even though yeah, the yeah. lady could have just looked right around the screen to see the door? Uh, uh, yeah. that would, uh, Like, through that door and a little bit beyond was where I stopped. Okay. You know the general pacing of games that I play very slowly anyway? Um I got to the bit where the little girl pointed at a wall to for me to take the photo and okay. then I just I just noped the fuck out of it because <laughs> and I think that was about I was about the 25 to 30 minute mark there and I, I think it might take some normal person about 10 minutes to get there you know funnily enough funnily enough speaking of normal people you need to be a bit of an emulation wizard to get if you're playing the PS2 version there is a chance you might load in with the default, the wrong settings, where it doesn't actually let you lock on to that door frame to take the picture oh. and open that door. It's, it's a known oh, really? sort of weird glitch where it doesn't load in that, and as a result, it affects the game and stops you from being able to progress at that point. So you need to load it up with like a different interpreter or something like that. I think so. Is it that actually copy protection, or is it just an accident? No, no, it's it's some sort of weird weird thing where it doesn't possibly doesn't load something in and doesn't bring up the marker so you end up getting lost so i had to jump out figure out what the problem was and then then get it all fixed again but <laughs> but See, yeah that's so, definitely, so my, that's definitely my point i'd be like nope no nah, i've quit it now that's me i'm done no i know i know but it took, it took a lot of fiddling around to move on from there but but you're not missing out on too much basically from there you just get a bunch of sort of Sort of more concrete structures underground, a load of... Okay. It's very, very sort of tradition, as as I'd expect. I've never been to Japan, of course, so I cannot say what a Japanese household is like, especially like out in the middle of in the middle of nowhere or anything like that, but... Well, you can, you just might be wrong. I mean, you got a yeah. 50-50 shot here. Just imagine. <laughs> just a... it, it is quite what you'd, what you'd predict it to be, and kind of, you know, if it was a sort of spookish-looking place, I guess, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, I mean, apart from that awkwardness, yeah, you, if you do get, like, the first the first ghost, I keep wanting to say zombies, but they're not, the first ghost you come across, you you do just take a picture and they're gone, and that's pretty much it, uh-huh. but as you move on, it gets a bit tricky, and they sort of, like, disappear, and then flicker back in, and flicker out, and stuff, um, and then the bosses, they're just, you know, you just shoot a hell of a lot of pictures, I've heard one of the biggest problems with this game going further into it, is that you can run out of film at certain save points and then sort of get screw yourself oh, out of being able to even complete yeah. the game, which can can be a bit awkward. Well, I mean that that's kind of the same with Resident Evil too. Like if you run out of ammo right before yawn, it's like, yeah. well, you're just bored. There's nothing you can do but start over. Well, um, I think there's there's yeah. a bigger difference between missing your chance to take a picture and aiming a gun at a zombie instead of shooting it at a wall. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Here, now, here's here's a segment I would like to introduce. I don't know if it's going to carry on or not, but uh, we'll call this Armchair Speculation. Uh, somebody give me a theme song really quick. Armchair Speculation. Okay, I can take it. I can deal with that. Uh, okay, so 
a, a lot of our big like horror franchises came out of you know PS2 era. Why did this one just kind of flounder in like a niche market? And that was it. Like there was never. And it's not like Tecmo hasn't had popular franchises either. So it's not like they don't know how to market a franchise. It's I for me. It's a quite it's quite a simple thing. And Mike already mentioned it. It's because it's non-westernized. It's not Resident Evil with some pistols. You know, like that's my take on it. Is it's it is a more niche interest to be interested in that kind of game compared to Resident Evil or anything like that. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe on yeah, it's no Michigan, but like like. I guess compared to something like the same era as Yakuza, and Yakuza does not get any more Japanese than Yakuza, but know, that but managed to steamroll over over time. Over time, that wasn't initially a big hit. In fact, they they oh, much oh yeah dropped. yeah absolutely. I meant like um over time that has grown to be a big thing. Over time, this has done yeah. nothing but maintain but it, niche. It's jumped about. It's become part of Nintendo. It's disappeared to other things. It's it's had like belated sort of. It's had dabblings in Xbox. It, it doesn't know where it is. It's not a. I don't. I don't know. And then some of the games haven't even been localized. So it's. It's a bit of an odd one. It's like you know how. You get this with a lot of Square games where suddenly one game in the series will suddenly appear and then it'll disappear off the radar and then it'll come back somewhere else as a crap version of itself and all all sorts. I don't know. And I think it's one of those that suffered from the whole localization world. I don't know how it does in Japan personally. But I'm gonna guess it. No, I can't a say I looked into it either. Outside, yeah, it, it seems like this almost took the exact same trajectory as Clock Tower did, hmm. where it, it was it was popular enough to get sequels for sure, and then it just kind of faded into, uh, well, you know, maybe maybe we'll release one on the Wii U. Yeah, kind of. And I mean, the only thing I can think of for me personally is the first game kind of nailed it, like. I haven't played any of the other ones for any length of time, so I don't know what they do to switch things up, but it seems like you're pretty much going to do the same thing. And I mean, and the same could be said about Resident Evil, you're shooting stuff, but I mean, you they still change that up, or Silent Hill changes it up. This, it's still going to be camera, ghosts, that's it, the entire time. I think the production values go up quite dramatically, especially with like the second one, though. I've heard that there's a lot oh, okay. of... Sort of- that the story really, um, really kicks in a bit more, and kind of. I mean, so from what I've I've seen, there's there's a lot of things around sort of like two girls relationships and stuff. Is it called like crim, crimson? I can't remember the exact name. I don't know, but but it looks crimson like, butterfly. Possibly, yeah, yeah. But I, I I have a feeling that the first one seems like it's a more basic sort of story, and then they sort of start fleshing it out a bit more from the second onwards. From Before what you I'm, know, there's a lab underground underneath <laughs> the mansion. You're taking a monorail to get there, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I, I, I'm still, you know, it's still one of those games that I'd, I'd love to delve into and see, because, I mean, this one, it's only supposed to be about eight hours to complete, seven, eight hours. So yeah, I, it's not very long. I was tempted to try and try and do it. Of course, I, you know, once you gave me the, the time restriction, I thought, well, I can't, I can't just be playing one game for all this time. <laughs> um so so i guess what it boils down to is um so are you guys interested enough to play later games in the series or is this kind of just going to be a oh yeah i remember fatal frame for you guys 
it's fit. It's in that. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember this. That's that was it. I'm not. I'm not going to at all. Not that it's a bad game. If I had all the time in the world, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but I, I do. I still believe, like as we've been saying, this is a very early PlayStation Two sort of game. I think from number two onwards, we're likely to see a sort of generational jeep, jeep, generational jeep, driving <laughs> through the lands, wow. or, or even a leap, which would be, should be pretty impressive to see. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll do something in my spare time. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. All right. So Mike will have exclusive episodes starting next week on his playthroughs of the Fatal Frame franchise. Um, the the way the way this sits like final for me is kind of like um. The like the uh, what's it called? Like that Sega game, uh, Mansion of Hidden Souls, I think is what it's called, or Mansion of Lost Souls, or or something like that. It's that weird like first person e horror thing for Sega, where this is a cool idea. It's a very cool idea, and you can tell that first try was almost there, but what the almost there isn't enough for me to maintain interest. It's just. Not something I like. I love horror games, but not this. And it's strange. Uh, this I could take or leave. So for me, no, I won't, won't be moving. I mean, maybe one day I'll be bored and I'll be like, ah, oh, let's check out the Wii U one just to see what everything has led up to. But uh, no, no. Uh, even if I had all the time in the world, I'd probably just replay Ratchet and Clank <laughs> or Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, you know. Um, so no, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify this as a bad pick. Like this is something I've always meant to go back to and I'm glad I did, but, um, yeah, nothing for me. So, uh, next time, what is, what is next, Craig? Is it, uh, is it Bond or is it, all right, well, you know what? Let's do, let's do this. All right. So, because we're not sure of the way the schedule's going. Sign out of Wild Hearts. It's okay. I've got that. Sign our Wild Hearts, which we recorded a while ago, is going to be coming out next. Next for us, and this will give you a nice head start, I guess, if you want to uh, message us with your thoughts about these, are uh, Mike, your pick was? Binary Domani. No, no, no. Our next recording schedule, not release schedule. Oh. Like, like, um, your next pick for the next three was? It was... The dick. Was, it was it, the dick. Dick. It was a video game. It was called the dick. <laughs> 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 Luke starts um, the dick. All right. Okay. And Craig, your next pick was the Outer Worlds. And because I hate Mike and I like to pick long games, I chose Darkest Dungeon. Uh, oh. Whether you play the Ancestral Edition or not, that's up to you. But uh, yeah, if you have any thoughts on either of those three big old games, so the Outer Worlds, the Dig, or Darkest Dungeon. Uh, hit us up with your thoughts. It'd be interesting to read about. Uh, in terms of Retro Rewind, uh, we're recording next. Uh, James Bond, 007, Everything or Nothing. Yeah. And I don't have the schedule in front of me, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> any parting words, gentlemen, about Fatal Frame? No. <laughs> That's good. You really could have done some some punny thing about developing your thoughts or something, you know, something camera related, but you didn't. You know, what? I've I've got a soft spot. I've got a soft spot for Tecmo. I want I want all the best from him. And no, uh, in fact, funnily enough, didn't Curry Tecmo weren't they the secret people behind Fire Emblem, the Free Houses? Was that or was that Spike Chunsoft? 
No, I think it was Koei Tecmo. Do, do you know what? You guys keep saying Tecmo, Tecmo, Tecmo. I love Tecmo. The only Tecmo game that I know that I actually like is Solomon's Key, and that's only because of Dave. <laughs> that's like the only one. Anyway, it oh, doesn't oh, matter. Someone... doesn't matter. I, I like him. I like him. They, they can keep making stuff. Uh, yeah. I will be in. I will try and look out for him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be worse, guys. We could have played Devil's Third. Oh, so just think of it I, that way. I have. I've completed it. So. Ah, snap! We should have talked about that the whole time. <laughs> oh, my word. I love the Russian fella. Those tattoos. Good lad. Although, funnily enough, right. multiplayer was supposed to be good on that, but that's another story. Right, okay. Right. Yes. All right, so uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time when we talk about what we're going to talk about, because I already forgot. Sayonara. So, <laughs> so I would like to say sayonara to your wild hearts. Oh, look at you. Yeah! Alright, say goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight, gentlemen. Or sayonara, since it's Fatal Frame or or something. Uh, Good night. Yeah.